must be a better way to describe things, to arrange words, and a new way to use words to take you to a place beyond words. There must be. Real Church Matters. We'll be talking Real Church Matters because Real Church Matters. This is Forrest Hall here. This is part two of Hide and Seek. And uh, yeah, that was a lot in the first part. Um, this is the second part, and it's a lot here too. <laughs> hey guys, let me say this though. Uh, make sure you share the podcast and stuff. I appreciate that. But also, if you have questions, you can always do ask me at realchurchmatters.com and nothing i say is really for shock value it's for growth value so hopefully you find something to grow by all right i think i'm done talking here long listed episode enjoy obedience over audience if sex felt bad no one would desire it so no one would need it but there are people who feel they need it because it's desirable right so when we was having a conversation and you like um you really think you're gonna go your whole life without being married right yeah you asking me that because you see that as almost like a human need mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a need based on a desire right and it's a desire based on humanity but just because I desire it doesn't mean I need it. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. And just because I need it don't mean I need it right now. Right. That's the other thing. Yeah. So even if you feel like it's weird because you'll see things and you say, God created all of this. So shouldn't it be a part of the human experience? Well, everything that God created isn't for every creation. Because it's been tainted. Huh. Not, not even that. It can be inherently good. Because when I think of marriage, I'm thinking about the marriage the way it was intended. Right. But you know I'm saying? saying the term, like now it's been, oh, you're right. It's not for everybody. There are so many amazing things that God created. It's just not for everything. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure when you hear music, you'd be like, yo, it must be so cool to make music. I do think that. I yeah. do think that. But do you, I think it's hard. I think. It's like, but do you make music? No. I wouldn't even but try. you... <laughs> understand the beauty of it yeah and you appreciate it right and you love when you hear it yeah you say that right and you can take it all in right right but you know there's a element to it that you'll never be a part of because it's not for me it's not for you yeah not for you because you wouldn't want it but it's not for you because it's clearly <laughs> for you yeah i can't do it do you know what i'm saying right that that is a troubling thing for people so you look and you see the majority of people are married in our eyes it is but in actuality uh there's only like 14 percent or 40 percent it was one of those percentages but it's not a lot what you mean people that are married you mean like divorced married or like that are currently married right just now? currently married. oh yeah not yeah. Oh, it does seem like a lot. Actually. Seems like a lot, yeah. but it's not a lot. And we kind of think of it as a human thing. And let's flip it to even more. Relationships are a part of human life. Mm-hmm. 
and even relationships are important. Mm. Everyone experiences relationships. Yeah. Everyone won't experience marriage. And it's intended true. Form. In its true form. Right. Is there's people who are married right now who have yet to experience marriage? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, though. <laughs> Ain't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. And so, like, when you. And it's yet intended true form. Right. So, sex was created by God, right? There are people who have experienced sex, but not experienced sex in its intended form. Right. <clears throat> so when you decide, I want to experience these things in its intended fashion, that's what creates its purity. Right. So I want to experience these things in its purest form. Then people going to laugh at you and say, well, that's not even the case. What we're doing is just settling for what closely resembles that because we wanted it so bad. Right. But not the truth, not the true form. When you seek something that's true, it is harder to find. He said that in the scriptures. It says, ah, <laughs> real church matters, real church matters. Right? Yeah. So when you say, and I know there's somebody right now like, no, I experience sex and it's true. It's true. <laughs> they going cra- they going crazy. They going crazy right now. And it's funny because everybody will tell you like, oh, you know, you love to say stuff that kind of makes me feel like I'm not, I haven't experienced it. Yes, you've have, you have experienced a penis being inserted in you. And yes, you, sir, have experienced having your penis inserted into a vagina. Yes, you have. But that person that you were one with, were they one with you in heart? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you become one when you got married? <laughs> yeah, did you, you become one when y'all became one? You experienced the, the did, marriage. When you went the, inside of the, a woman, was this a woman that you were truly one with? Yeah. Right. There's people having sex right now with people they don't even trust, bro. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and right. Literally, we'll have right. sex with them and then get up to go to the bathroom and take their phone. Yeah. And that's just a baser level of trust. I'm just using that. Right, I get it. Because it's one everybody can understand. It's one everybody can understand. Yeah. But there's the, the levels of dexterity of trust. We talk about there's people having sex with people that they don't even have one mind with. Don't even mm-hmm. agree with. On basic things. We don't even agree with parenting. But we're going to have sex tonight. <laughs> we don't agree with what we should do with our money. But we're going to have sex tonight. We don't even agree on who God is. <laughs> but we're going to have sex tonight. Does that sound like something you want? No. Nah, that ain't something I want. Because it's not true. So it's, it's not true. It's not true. So since it's not true, guess what? Your boy right here, he going to go ahead and just move on until he finds what's true. And if you uh-huh. never find what's true, he will always stay true. Right. Sound crazy, right? But yeah. I would say it again because it's <laughs> kind of pretty cool. If he never finds what true, he's cool with that because he only has what around him is true. So right. he stays true even if he never finds true. Right. In some something else. In some other thing. Yeah. I got to make sure I'm true. And if I never find true in any other form, that's right. cool because I'm finding true. I have to invest in eternity. Right. You have to invest in eternity. 
Everything that we do, I'm not defined by a moment. I'm working on a song right now about shame because I realized that I need to make music that uh, kind of articulates the shared human experience. She. That's my thing. She. Shared <laughs> human experience. And one of the things that I rarely hear songs about is shame. You know what I mean? Shame good. Shame, shame bad. Shame is bad, but how to navigate shame, which is inevitable. Right. Another inevitable experience. You will do something that you're shameful for. It's just a part of life. But we don't have songs to talk about shame. I have songs where I use the word shame. Most of the time I just used it because it rhymed. <laughs> right, right. But not discussing the concept. Yeah, so I have a song. The first song I wrote was about all the guilt, all the hurt, all the pain, all the shame. Yeah. Times that I said I love you. There's it. it a lot of stuff, but I touched on it. But there's not a song to help people navigate shame. Right. And so one of the things that's kind of in the brain dump of lyrics is I said that I'm not defined by a moment. I exist in eternity. Right. When we define ourselves by moments of our failures, moments of our disappointment or disappointing even God when I live there I can't live in eternity right <laughs> right when I'm turn myself into a photo I'm not a photo I'm a living moving picture yeah. I've hurt people I've shamed my parents I can't live in that shame shame because then I make myself a picture yeah instead of well, you make yourself that i make myself that moment yeah and i'm not a moment i'm a series of moments yeah. you know what i'm saying i'm yeah. i'm alive you know what i'm saying like one of the things that um is cool about doing film which is what i do is that film is just pictures you know how many pictures it is like billion million in one second. You mean a video, right? Like yeah, a video. A video is right, just right, a series right. of pictures. Right. But in one second, let's use movies because it's different for different formats and mediums. Yeah. And this might be uh, uh, too techy for some people, but it, bear with me for a second because I think it'll be helpful. So the reality is, is that in a film, there's 24 pictures per second. Right. That's what makes it look like film. If I put make it 60 pictures a second it'll feel like a camcorder it won't feel like film no more right. where we are very specific about making sure it's only 24 pictures in a second those 24 oh pictures, that's what that means 24 yes. fps yes yeah. frames per second so literally it's 24 pictures per second make up a movement right do you get what i'm saying so like at any point in a movie you are watching a person literally move and it feels like it's alive and moving, but it really is just pictures, oh. a series of pictures. And that's what life is. Right. It's just a series of moments, series of how many moments? Millions a day. Yeah. Millions. Why would I freeze my life into one? I'm no longer moving. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, a, I'm living. We're right. moving in high definition. Why are we trying to resolve ourselves to be pictures? Right. Whatever you did, you can't stay in it. Right. 
that limits you. That defines you to a picture. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I get what you say. I get just now. I'm not getting what you say. Yeah. I have to think about it. So whatever uh, uh, instance or mistake or whatever thing you had, you can't be defined by just that like one specific thing because it keeps going. The film keeps running. It keeps going on. The film keeps running. Life keeps going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. why it sucks when somebody dies in your life because you want to just stop the film. Yeah, you just want to stop everything. Everybody stop. Stop moving. Right, that's why, like you said, you're preparing to keep that film rolling. You right. got to keep it rolling until it's time for you to stop. You don't get to say when it stops. Right. Somebody's speaking for you. Somebody's directing this film. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's happening right before your eyes. You got to keep moving. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. even when you make a mistake, that's part of shame, too. So even when you make a mistake, you got to keep moving. How move? How? Because I, I messed up this relationship. I messed up that. You didn't mess it up. You didn't mess up anything that can't be fixed. And you'd be like, yeah, but I apologize, and that person never going to see me the same. Yeah, it, uh, it it's, it's not broken because it'll never be the same. Right. It's only broken if it stays the same. Oh man, that was powerful. <laughs> that was powerful. Right. Because literally, it can be fixed. It it can be better. Oh yeah, yeah. It can never be the same. Right. And we shouldn't want it to be the same. Right. I wish you could go back to the way it used to be. No, we can't. Just talking to Philip about that, like it's. Yeah, on, it, I heard it on the podcast. He was like, when he got broken down, he came back stronger. You can't go back to who yeah. you were. You know what I'm saying? You can't go back to the marriage you had. You can't go back to the friendships you had. You know what I'm saying? It's friends you was with in high school. In order for I it ain't to go back to them, you, you can't go back sometimes. And if you do go back, you have to break what it was and build something new. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As you get older, this is a this is a bar right here. This is a bar, but it's important for young people and even people who never really understood their the dynamic of parents as they got older. I'm 40 years old and I'm. I, it wasn't until in my 30s that I truly understood this. There's a part of that relationship that breaks. What breaks it? The relationship between parent and child. At what age? Exactly. Time breaks it. <laughs> Time breaks it. Yeah. So you were thinking, yeah. But is it, it's just saying it's a constant rebuilding? Absolutely. So it's never going to stop, right, until, you know. Unless it's, it, it stops when it's lazy people. Do you know what I'm saying? Because people don't understand why something breaks. Like You, you said it stops when it's lazy people. What do you mean? That's what I mean. Every time you buy something, you also have to understand that what you bought will at one point not work. Yeah. It'll either need to be replaced or it'll need to be maintenance. Right. You buy a refrigerator, refrigerator don't have no lifetime guarantee. Right. Even yeah. when they say lifetime guarantee, what they're saying is that when this thing breaks, take it into us and we'll give you another. Everything depreciates. Everything depreciates, right? right? So the minute you are born, there's a relationship that is established between you and your parents. One that is involved more on their end and less on yours. Yeah. As you get older, the relationship starts to seesaw. It becomes less of a responsibility on them and more responsibility mm -hmm. on who? Me. Yeah. yeah. It's hard for us as young people to understand that. I can dictate how this goes. I can dictate how this goes now. 
Yeah. And here's the thing. It's on me. Yeah. There ain't even no option. Yeah. It's on me. The ball and I got the ball now. <laughs> yeah, I got the ball. So when you say you'll you'll be moving around and be like, dang, I ain't even hear from my parents. It ain't on them no more. They've yeah. been checking on you your whole life. Now it's on who? <laughs> Paying, checking, did everything. Right? Right. Now it's on who? It's on me to come back. It's on back. you. So every now and then you go and say, hey, y'all good? Just checking in on y'all. Hey, I want to sit with y'all, talk with y'all. That's on you. Right, right. Because it was on them at one point. Right. It was on them to go and say, hey, let me check on him. I ain't heard from him. Why? Because you're not on their mind. Right. You, 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 they're not on your mind. Right. But they have to stay on my mind. They, you have to stay on their mind. Right. Do you understand? They have to. Then it flips. Now, as an 18-year-old man, you got to start to realize that 19-year-old man, you got to start to realize now it's time for you to have them on your mind. Right. Check on them. Pray for them. Be concerned about them. Right. Why? Because it's been one way for a long time. It's going to break. It breaks over time. You got to build a new relationship. Now let's build a new relationship where I'm an adult, you're an adult. Right. And then that's going to break at some point. And you got to build a new relationship <laughs> where I'm the adult and you the old person. <laughs> right? But you got to keep doing it though. You got to keep You got to keep being prepared for the maintenance and the replacing and the repairing. Right. Every relationship. Every relationship. That's why marriages don't last. Because this relationship be built off dating. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's one of the reasons. There's many other reasons. Mm-hmm. But once this relationship turns into responsibility, and this person that's is when not, it flips. that's yeah. when it flips. That's when it breaks. That's when it breaks. Yeah. Because when the relationship is built on desire, it feels good. But when the relationship shifts to duty, don't feel so good. Yeah. Dang. Like, I have a duty to this woman now. Yeah. I have a duty to these children now. Even like if, no regardless, like no matter how I feel, right? No matter now, how I feel, it's not like a friend you could just stop talking to. Yeah, <laughs> so that's where it get crazy when you see people in marriage counseling and they got three kids and they sit in marriage counseling talk about how they don't have sex no more. It's like <laughs> you think this marriage is built around your pleasure? Yeah, it's not no more. That does that marriage that, that relationship built on desire dissolved to duty, yeah, or developed to duty, depending on how you look at it. Nobody's prepared for duty, bro. They're not prepared to take that ball themselves and do it. Yeah, duty, duty. Yeah, that's what we're prepared for. When you understand that going in, when you become the Noah of this thing, and you understand. That if I'm ever looking for a wife, I'm looking for duty. I'm not looking to be served. I'm looking to serve. Yeah. I'm not looking to for somebody to submit to me. I'm looking for how I can submit to them. I'm looking for how I can be of service to them. When you are already building your art to prepare for that, then when right. it comes, oh, no. you're going to stay afloat. Right. The problem is, is that people are building the wrong type of boat. <laughs> so it's only prepared for a certain type of rain. Right. And when it rains in a way they weren't expecting, it capsizes. Capsizes. Every they single sink. Time. 
And the crazy thing about sinking is, it ain't immediate. It's slow. <laughs> slow. So or people, you knew it was going to sink from the top. <laughs> this is the crazy part. Because I was in a boat before that was sinking. And I didn't see it was sinking. I seen it taking on water. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's weird. Maybe the water came from us moving around and stuff. It was a little canoe. All right. Next thing I know, I could feel like the it started sinking slower. And I was like, pedal faster because I don't know if we're going to get it. We did not get back to the shore. We didn't get back. Which I Some places, like near the Chesapeake. I was, Wait, at, I I was at a camp. No, because we had on life vests. Oh, okay. But it, still, who wants to be wet? Right, that was, yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot right. of times, people, that's another thing. <laughs> 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 like, I made it through, though. I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, but you wasn't supposed to make it through like that. Yeah, you were supposed to stay afloat. You know what I'm saying? Don't tell me you made it through and you, you divorced. <laughs> Look. Never mind. No, 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 no. Because I wanted to talk about this. Because we kind of touched on it before. But so let's is talk it? about it. Yes, please. How, how long have we been going? No, no, we going. How long have we? we? No, we just got. <laughs> All right. Come on. But. Nah. No, no, no. We got to talk about okay, this. Okay, you was like. I'll put it in you, terms for you. You responded to me and said. But look at what good can come from something that seemed like it wasn't right. Or look at what good comes from things that don't yeah. even turn I was out like, right. I was like, but what about the scenarios where people were formerly, like, look at how it is now. Because it wouldn't have been like that yeah, if that didn't happen. If that didn't happen. And but it's, it's not a causation of it. It's exactly. Because here's the thing. You never had to go through that to get to what you think is awesome from that. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You went through that to get to this, but you didn't have to go through that to get to this. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? So, perfect example of this. Let's say you are trying to get into your house, right? And you like, yo, my key's not working. What is going on? And all of a sudden, you like bust a window and climb through. And you're like, man, finally I'm in here. I don't know what happened. And you look and was using the wrong key all along. Yeah. And now you look, you got a busted window. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All to get in your house because you didn't realize you just was using the wrong key. So some people might say, well, it don't matter because I got in. <laughs> yeah. The only goal I had was to get in. Yeah. So there are a lot of people that be like, I just want a good marriage. And I don't care how many marriages I got to go through to get to it. I'm going to get that right. good marriage. And it's like. Somebody going to stay. <laughs> somebody going to stay. And it's like, how many children and how many women or how many men have suffered from your pursuit. Mm. Yeah. You're right. And was it worth it? You might think it's worth it. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't though. No, I know, but somebody else might say, it's worth it. I had to go through that to get to this woman. You didn't have to go through five women to get to her. <laughs> because you're not even thinking about how those five women feel. Right. You don't care. Right. Is that godly? 
Uh, I don't think that's the way he designed this. Sometimes yeah. we got to think about design. Something can work, and it could work for us. But is it how it was designed? Yeah. I don't think that God designed us to run through people. You know what I'm saying? I don't think right. he designed us to treat humans like Whitman Sampler. Like, right. I'm not going to read the back of the box to see what chocolates are filled with what. I'm just going to bite into all of them until <laughs> I find one that tastes good. Yeah. I don't think he designed us for that. There are kids that, that all they knew is that you were a good, this, this was their home. And you just abandoned that to find what? The next thing that could possibly be the thing, but you don't even know if it's the thing, yeah. but you just following what you feel is the thing, even though you following what you feel was the thing brought you to the place that you now leaving. <laughs> yeah. Do you get what I'm right, saying? Right. And you can look at all of that and say, I had to get here by going through there. And that's not true. Right. It's not. You could get the right key so you can go through the door. Because like Jesus said, if any man come any other way, he's a thief and a robber. Hmm. I have no respect for people who go through that that way and don't see the wrong in it. Right. Right. I know a lot of people who went that way, but they need to see the wrong in it. Right. They need to go back and also repair those relationships. They need to go back with those children and repair those relationships. They need to go back with those spouses and repair those relationships. They got to make it right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Selfish. So selfish. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. And one of the things I said to you, we got to make sure we chisel this into people's hearts because it's important, is mercy and grace is amazing, but it's nothing like obedience. Right. Obedience. I'll take obedience over mercy. So it hit different. Right. It hit different. Do you know what I'm saying? Sometimes uh, I was broke. I've been broke many times in my life, so this is nothing new. (laughs) 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 And and I love it now. And I wish I had the proper perspective of broke to understand how you could be whole and broke at the same time. Mm hmm. Uh, but anyway, there was times where my family would go out to eat and I just out of the sheer shame that I didn't have money as a man, not as a kid, as a man, I would say, nah, y'all go ahead without me. Go ahead without me. And they would come back and say, well, I ain't eat all my food. So here. I, I, like, you think that was pity or you were just was like, <sighs> once, once again. I was a broke man who was broken. Mm. So I saw generosity as pity. And that's why I'm sharing this with you because don't ever mistake generosity as pity. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it, was, it, it, it was coming from a good place. Right. You know what I'm saying? Pity is a perspe- perspective. On the person. On, on the person. Yeah. On how we, we take things. Yeah. We take things. People can show us pity, but it don't matter what they feel. It matters how you feel. Uh-huh. I, I should have appreciated that. But you know what I'm saying? Like We get to this point where we take things and we receive it and say, oh, this is good. But we got to understand, this ain't going to be good forever. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Them looking out for me, giving me some food, that's good. Them giving me their leftovers, that's good. But it ain't going to be good forever. At some point, I'm going to need to have the wherewithal to get my own. Yeah. Right? Right. Because I cannot rely on that. Right. If it comes, that's great. And I should receive it. Mm-hmm. Accept it. You know what I'm yeah, I, know you're I get what you're saying. I can't rely, rely on, on it because the next time they go to to the restaurant and they leave, and I say it's all good because they're gonna bring me something back. And they don't bring me and back. They don't bring me something back. <laughs> How am I gonna feel? Yeah, I'm gonna feel hurt. Right. I'm gonna feel like they did something wrong when they didn't, did they? Because they ain't have to do that. Right. That's people's relationship with God. <laughs> grace and mercy is afforded to you out of grace and mercy, and mercy. out of pity even yeah. God pities us in a way and he looks and cares for us even in the midst of our unfaithfulness mm-hmm. and our disobedience he looks out for us and makes sure we good but I can't rely on that <laughs> for my whole life for my whole life that's not even what he want to give me right do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So people will look at their situation and be like, look, even this marriage did. I might, this marriage might have came out of something wrong, but look how right it is. It's like, yeah, I see you. But you can't keep relying on the good nature of God. When are you going to start relying on the God nature in you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, when you gonna start relying on that? That's a new freedom, bro. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? I heard, yeah, I, that's a new. You feel like you actually have control over it. I do have. I have right. control. I have control. That's what he's telling us. He said, "Hey, uh, lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge always, him in all always, your ways, yeah. and he'll direct your what." Path. He's telling you it's in your control. Mm. When you decide to stop hiding in my mercy and start seeking obedience. Yeah. Hide and seek. I think I'm gonna call this these. I thought you was gonna call it like stay in the house or something. I know that would be good too, but you never know. I don't know because it went from that. It went from it, it went, went from, from a lot of things, right? Stay in the house to. I know because we're actually recording two podcasts in one. That's what I'm doing. What you mean? <laughs> we're recording two podcasts in one. I'm talking, but I'm making sure that we are talking about a lot of things. So oh, so stay in the house yeah. slash. Yeah, I mean, something like that. Something like that. Okay. But do you get? Do we get what I'm saying? Yeah. About that? Do you have a peace with that? Yeah. Because there's a lot of things that you're sharing this from because of what you experience. Right, and so, the, the understanding that it's within my control. How if I see it as an alternative or the only option? Yeah, right. and, and it's never. And that's why I love that we started talking about taking pity on ourselves, because right. like even when the um. The woman was with Jesus and she she asked him for something and he's like, it ain't reserved for you. And she was like, even the dogs get the crumbs. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. And he liked that. Jesus liked that she said that. Yeah. You wanna know why? Because she understood in the position she was in, this is where all she could get. She was blessed to have that little bit that she got. Yeah, but when she got that taste, she was gonna want the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? She was going to do the thing she needed to do to get the whole to thing. get the whole thing, and that's why 
we we can receive grace and mercy, but we don't rely on it. Mm-hmm. That's the bar right there. I make sure I remember that because I <laughs> share this with as many people as I can. We receive grace and mercy, but we don't rely I on it. it. You know what I'm saying? Grace and mercy ain't no handout. It's like what you said in the Bible study. <clears throat> we don't go through. You don't want to go through the war with no armor scraped up, arm cut off, and all that. Right. Just to say. You've got a couple, you know what I'm saying? You did a couple good things in it, but you don't want to be yeah. lost the arm. Like, that's the worst thing. Like, if somebody was to go to war, like, even if they came back home, their life will never be the same because they Bro, got the scars to show. Man, they come back from war with all their limbs and they still not the same. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It, war yeah. takes a piece of you. Yeah. Man, war take a piece of you in every way. We fighting a war right now. It's right. going to take a piece of you, bro. You're not coming out of this the same. You know what I'm saying? You either going to die or you going to die. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's what the guy was saying in one of the movies. He was like, you either die out there or you kill and then another part of you die. What movie was that? I can't remember, but when I remember, I I sent it to Uh. you. But it's like a lot of war movies. Yeah, that sounds like something like Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> it, probably was, it probably was that or something like that. But it takes a piece of you. To, right. You either got to build up a tolerance to murder people. Yeah. Or you're going to die. Because to hesitate. Is to die. Is to die. And even with the way we live. Right. Like, I'm telling you. The, not I'm not telling you. The, I'm telling you that the Bible is telling you that you have to die to yourself. But every time it's time to pull the trigger, you hesitate. You won't do it. Yeah. So the part of you that's supposed to die won't won't die. It'll live and it'll kill the part of you that's supposed to live. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the crazy thing is, nobody will know. Because guess what come out the room? Me. You. So we can't tell which you yeah. won. We won't tell which you won. To the back end. To the back end. <laughs> and we'll be like, yo... The wrong arrow made it out of there. <laughs> <laughs> made out of war. This arrow didn't mind divorcing three times so he can get to the one wife and all the casualties, the kids and everything. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I want you to make sure that you are able to teach this and relate this to everybody else. Or you could just have them press play on the podcast. Episode 175, <laughs> which is where we're at now. But the reality is, is that they need to hear that. Like... People are not expendable. God did. God doesn't ex- think people are expendable. He said that he goes back for the one. He f- he leaves the ninety nine to go for the what? Mm-hmm. The one. He got a hundred sheep. Just in case you don't know the scripture, or somebody else does. He's talking about he's a shepherd. He got a hundred sheep. He lose one. He gonna leave the ninety nine to go get the one. He gonna risk his life. I know that seemed like strange. Like, mm-hmm. where's the risk in that? Like, okay, you're a shepherd. You're gonna leave your 99 sheep. She gonna get caught like in anything, right? <laughs> and to go out and get them, he's out in the elements. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. He's out risking his life. He could possibly get mauled by a wolf or anything else. Mm-hmm. Trying to go get one. Some people will say it's not worth it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Bro, there's times where there's something in my car and I'd be like, dang, I need that. But I'm so lazy, I'd be like, I'll do it without it. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
We can't be like that. Every person got to matter to us. We never leave one person. Right. If you knew that leaving these people or hurting these people would bring you to something that make you feel good with another person. Do you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And you felt that those people was expendable for your desire. It's going to flip back on you. Man. I don't even know if it flip back on you. Don't need to flip back on you. Guess what? There's a, there's a price to pay in heaven for that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even when people be worried about karma and things coming back. Yeah. So yeah. that don't even matter. It don't, don't even matter. matter. When he talk about you reap what you sow, he's saying that's not even judgment. He's not even talking about judgment. Like God judges us. But when he's talking about reaping and sowing, he's talking about you just gonna yield the consequences, the fruit of your actions. Yeah, of your labor. We was talking about that before. Um, and I never got to talk to you about it on podcast, but we was talking about it in conversation. And I was like, all right, the dude is working out at the gym. I mean, on the football field and he passed out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know is what I'm saying? The, is it the, the dude working out? He at practice, he running, he working out. Is it his fault that oh, he passes out? Is it the coach's fault that he ain't getting no water or is it his fault? Yeah. And whose fault is it? It's his fault. It's his fault. Now the coach can take on the responsibility and be like, I should have kept reminding him. That he should have been hydrated. And we should have kept fussing at him. We should have stopped practice and made a water break. We should have did that. But we are we obligated to? No. No. Because we here to coach football. We're not here to be daycare providers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to tell children when to drink. Yeah. You, tell, you don't tell a kid to drink. They might go the whole day without drinking. Right. Or not drinking water. Right? Definitely not drinking water. And then half the time, the players lie. <laughs> yeah. You, you hydrated, you drinking, yeah, yeah, coach, I'm good, I'm good. Because they think they're invincible. Right. Like Christians. No, you ain't read today. No, you ain't pray today. You're like, man, I got work to do. I got stuff to do. Bro, I got a whole week of work to do. Right. But it's like, this is some my water. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if, if they ain't drinking it now, they're going to drink it later. <laughs> exactly. But I got to always do it. And it's my water. Right. These, these, That's why I love doing the podcast, too, because it's like these conversations help me. Like, mm -hmm. I be thinking about this stuff over and over. That's why I, like it's easy for me to bring up certain things we talked about. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about it since we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you consider it. Yeah, considering it. Once, once we left, uh, I hung up the phone with you and I was like thinking about that whole water thing with the athlete. With the coach? Oh, when I was at work? Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that the whole night, bro, because I was like putting myself in the position of the coach. Or am I the player? Or I'm putting him, I was putting myself in the both position of the player. Yeah, like you got to think about both of those. There's times in my life where I could have been a better coach. Mm, yeah. Times in my life where I could have been a better player. Yeah. Made sure I I took care of my body, right? Because that's all they ask y'all to do. You know what I'm saying? Like right, take care of your body. We're trying to put you in the best position to win. Put you in the best position. You need to put your body in the best position, right? So we can put you. So you can be at your full capacity right. to go out there and win. So I can't <laughs> coach performance. Yeah, I can put you in the best position. I coach position. Right. I don't coach performance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Our offensive coordinator don't coach performance. He puts he coordinates 
coordinate is synonymous with position. Right. He can't control the performance, but he's he going to put you in the in position. The best position to win. Yeah. That's his job. And the only time those guys get fired is when you look and you feel like they're not putting the players in the best position. Position to win. Yeah. And somebody might ask, like, how is this player not in the best position? Well, when you can see that they are performance wise right. and body wise, like body language, everything. They are just like you got a bad coach. Like you can tell when it's the coach fault. And yeah. I have people tell me in that when it's like, how can you have all like people tell like when my old high school did be like how do you guys have all this talent mm. but the games y'all lost that y'all should have won there's no reason y'all should have won it was the coach's fault yeah because it was like they were saying y'all had the capability but the person that was supposed to be leading y'all wasn't being a leader right because the coach's job we, we do they do not coach performance but they they coach position yeah and we're not just talking about position on a field we're talking about position in the mind yeah they, their job is to wire your mind to a place where you believe you can do it, where your belief matches your talent. Mm-hmm. There's tons of people who are talented, but when they get on that field, it's mm-hmm. not there. Even as ministers, my job is not to tell you what to do. Do you know what I'm saying? It's to put you in a position to hear what to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What did I say to you the other day? I think we were sitting and eating dinner. And I said, bro, if you only think about this stuff because of me, right? That's a problem. you're going to be in trouble. Because yeah. uncle ain't always around. Or because of your parents or whatever. Yeah. Like if you like, ah, I never thought about it that way. I'm, that bothered me. Because right. I want you to think about it that way. All the time. But you, if I'm not t- showing you how to consider... That was about the... Um, oh, no, that don't matter. Yeah, yeah, that matter. <laughs> I know what it was about. It, yeah, wasn't, yeah, it yeah. wasn't nothing like that was like serious, but it was like... I get what you're saying, though. No. It was just a random thing where it was right. like, oh, I never thought about it that way. It's like, no, I need you to think about those things. Because you're thinking about them. What? That's what bo- bothers me. It's like the player's present, but he's not present. Mm-hmm. Like my favorite team is the Pelicans. Because I love Zion. And literally, one of the other players on the court, like, he was supposed to foul. And he didn't foul, so he gave the other team an opportunity to actually tie the game. Then it went to overtime and lost. Yeah, I know you don't know. Bless her. It was last night. Yeah. With the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. So he's in the press conference, and he's like, I lost focus. <laughs> you don't got time to be losing focus. You don't have time to gotta be focus. aware. You gotta be aware. Yeah. When you're when you're present, but you're not present, that's what does Christians in. Yeah. Stay present, but not present. That's what he mean when he says, "Don't put your mind on earthly things. Put your mind on heavenly things." He's saying you need to be present on the things above. Yeah. Set your mind on things above. He's saying you need to be present here, but you need to be somewhere else. When you present here, but then you also present here, you're not aware of the things that help you win the game. Mm-hmm. You miss little things. Yeah. You miss things like three marriages later. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You miss that. You, you, you get what I'm saying? Like you miss that where you ain't stretch and stuff. And then you go out there and you pull an Achilles or something. Yeah. And you're like, no, 
These injuries oh. always happen to me. It's like, yeah, it's <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't drinking water. You ain't eating with that. I, I hate players like that. Bro. I hate players like that too, because then they they the main like ones that tell you on Twitter and be like, you know, you can't change what God allows. <laughs> <laughs> but I play with people like that. Like I, I still play with them. They be like, they're the ones always on the sideline. Trying to tell other people what to do. Yeah. They not in the game, but they always hurt. Like, yeah, how you always hurt? How you always hurt? Always hurt. Always hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Always putting yourself in this position to fail. But then you want to say, hey, man, this is what God allowed. <laughs> no, it's what you, you allow. You didn't give God an opportunity. Same right. thing we always talk about. People that listen to the podcast consistently have heard this, but I'll say it again because it bears repeating. We're farmers. Yeah. We plant a seed. We pray for rain. Yeah. Now, if you pray for rain and you ain't plant a seed, all you get is mud. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. He said he rains on the just as well as the unjust. Right. It's rain coming for everybody, but it hit different when you did your part. Right? Right. Now, if you go out there and Lawrence Taylor grab your leg and snap it into like a wishbone, <laughs> that's different. Yeah, I mean, you just... It happens. Yeah. Then you can tweet that out. <laughs> <laughs> then you can tweet that out. You can say, God allowed Lawrence Taylor to come through. Yeah, well, God allowed that. <laughs> yeah, man, God allowed that. But come on, we know the things that God allowed and we know our, the things our negligence allowed. Mm-hmm. Our unawareness. Yeah. Our unawareness. Our lack of duty. Lack of understanding. Lack of responsibility. Yeah, it's like, it's like yeah. the NFL players just boycotting voluntary off-season training. Workout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And, they, you know, for them, they're saying because, you know, we, we don't want to be putting ourselves at risk with COVID and stuff. But at the end of the day, mm. they never want to do them things anyway. Yeah, exactly. Right? They feel like the off season should be the off season, but the only people who win in the on season is people who was on in the off, off season. season. Yep. Only time, only the people that show the results uh, when they make it to the at Super Bowl in February. Right. Was the one who was working when everybody else was asleep, chilling. It was planting seeds. There's nothing yeah. that replaces work. Yeah. That's why he said faith without works is what? Dead. Dead. Like he slim is telling you. Like I said slim. God <laughs> is telling you. you. He's telling you like you could believe in me all day. But if you don't believe your part in this thing. Yeah. Your belief will turn into nothing. Like literally you can yeah. say. Yo I believe my life going to work out. You better be working out. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, for sure. You like what and you like what person you know have has worked out consistently for years and has not seen any improvement. Haven't seen no gains. <laughs> I have yet to hear a person say, I worked hard and didn't see nothing. Usually those are people who are lying <laughs> and didn't work hard. I was one of those yeah. people. I gave my all. You know you didn't give your all for us. I try so hard, it's like it's like I'm cursed. <laughs> you lazy, bro. Like you're yeah. procrastinating. You're lazy. You got to see that in you. Mm-hmm. People got to stop lying. And you lying and it ain't even, people ain't even believing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like coming home from school with Fs and being like, yo, the teacher hate me. Ain't a teacher in the world that's going to give you an F. 
Without you, not yeah, because I hate you. No. Now a teacher that hates you can will give you an F if you gave him a reason, even the smallest reason. Mm. Hmm. I either can give this little boy a D or an F. I'm gonna give him an F. Yeah. Because he put himself in a position to be at my mercy, and I don't like him. Right. Right. Yeah. I didn't even lie when they say teachers don't like don't like <laughs> teachers don't like you. Teacher ain't even thinking about you. Yeah. Teacher can't wait to get off of work. Get a paycheck. <laughs> the teachers want to get their paychecks. You want to go home. He want to go home. They they not sitting at the table like, you know, you know, it's a kid that I just hate. Hammer the peas. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the fried chicken. Yeah. His name is Earl Junior. I mm-hmm. hate his guts. If I can get a chance to fail him, I will. <laughs> no. And I was one of those kids. It's like you, you thought know, teachers hated. Man. That teacher don't like me, ma. That's why I got uh, you. <laughs> I got you because she don't like me. But, um, bro, this was a good conversation. Like we was. covered a lot of stuff. I just trying to make sure we cover everything we've been talking about <laughs> the last like three conversations. Yo, the last time I think I was clear was December. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about cover everything yeah, from the last that conversation we had on the phone and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, because it's like it'd be good stuff, and people don't have uncles like you. <laughs> and Bless on the flip it. side I don't have nephews or some people don't have nephews like you True. so it's like even this goes both ways right. you know what I'm saying like you gotta yeah. have to have a good conversation you gotta have a person that's willing to listen yeah that's the hard part about doing a podcast that are reliant on conversations is I gotta mm-hmm. find people who intentionally just want to talk mm-hmm it's hard to find people that just want to sit and talk without thinking about how they're seen. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be willing to be honest, but the, and I think, honesty, not even a sense of, "Hey, this is what I did last night." <laughs> straight up, straight up. I don't need that. I don't want that mess. I don't want to come. Look, this man, podcast. I ain't gonna lie. Last night, yes. I was at like, the oh, club. This, this what you looking for, right? This is what you looking for, fam. Like, this is what you wanted? Do you want a salacious podcast? No, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. What I wanted is for you to let me hear what you are thinking about what I'm saying. Yeah. And even when you have an issue, a problem with it or uncomfortable with it. And I'm sharing this on the podcast because there are other people I really want to have a conversation with. Yeah. I really do, bro. Really want to have a conversation. Even when you have a problem with it, challenge it, but come from like a seeking to learn your answer. You yeah. got to be coming here seeking. Yeah. And when you already carry energy with me that you, I don't have anything you want, yeah. then why are you on here? And for that matter, for the people who are listening right now, if you know I ain't saying nothing you want to hear, why are you listening? That'd be the thing. <laughs> That'd be the thing, bro. I hear people listen and be like, I ain't agree. Or people say, I only like when you do a podcast with this person. Whatever person I'm on, they feature. I'm the one that's on here. <laughs> and I don't let nobody come on and just just run the show. Pretty so dumb. if you... Show. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good conversation even when I'm on here talking to myself. Right. Because I know how to talk to myself. Yeah, I know how to challenge myself. Right, you know what I'm saying? I don't mind being wrong. I don't mind anything, but it's like that's what you've seen in every conversation Jesus had. His people com- were trying to prove him wrong instead of no, nah, no. Nah, people were trying to understand. 
the longer conversations Jesus had was with people who wanted to know. Yeah. The mm. short conversations were people who was trying to trip him up. Right. Like he had he had a very short conversations. That's what I mean. The people that yeah. were trying to trip him up, he was like... Whatever. We was, can't do a whole podcast with somebody trying to trip me up. Yeah. First of all, you can't trip me up. Because if you write, you write. But if you wrong, you wrong. Or if mm. you misunderstood, you misunderstood. Some people will find those interesting. I don't find those interesting. Mm-hmm. I like when the disciples were like, hey, you said this. You're going to have to help me out. I don't understand what that means. Right. Like when I said something and you was like, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love when you do that because I'm like, oh, we about to get to it because I like that because you like, I, I respect you, huh? I respect what come out your mouth. But what you just said, it come against people I care about. It come against things I care about. Right. Come against understandings that have helped me. You're going to have to help me with this. And what do I do? I walk you through it because I'm not trying to kick your fort down just for the fun of it. I'm trying mm-hmm. to kick your fort down so you can see you really have a place in the castle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. Or so you can build your own castle. Or you can build your own <laughs> castle. But you can't just be like, I don't, I'm not one of them people that just want to destroy people's understanding of something and never give them something better to understand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not one of them people to say abolish church. I want people to say tear it down and let's build something better. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not one of those people to say pastors don't have a place. I'm saying tear down the idea of pastors and build up a new one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not saying marriage is not good. Let's do it right. If you're gonna Let's do, do it, it, if, if you're, you're gonna, gonna do it, it you're gonna do it right. Do it right. Yeah. And because marriage take two to tango, you can want to do it right all day. You gotta find somebody else who want to do it right. Just like you do. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. So if I find somebody who's more focused on ceremony than service. Or duty. <laughs> ceremony than service. Like you care more about bridal showers and weddings than you do about duty and marriage and servitude and submission and walking together in one mind. And it ain't ever gonna work. It's not ever gonna work. And guess who not gonna try and make it work? God. This guy. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Because I don't want God's handouts. Yeah. I want what I deserve. Yeah. I deserve when I obey. Mm-hmm. I gotta take what I can get when, you when s- I disobey. Yeah. You gotta settle when you disobey. Yeah, I gotta rely on mercy and grace yeah. to give me something that looked like a semblance of something. Mm-hmm. That ain't what we deserve when we obey, right? And people sit and say, well, "What type of woman will that be?" <laughs> <laughs> it ain't even something you need to worry about, right? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just know the Bible said, "Virtuous woman who could find her." So there's a reason why you saying, what type of woman would that be? Right? Because <laughs> yeah. you ain't never seen her. Yeah. You ain't never seen her. Yeah. This was, oh, we got we gonna end with this with her. <laughs> this, this brings us to a conversation we had. And I said, write down how many virtuous women you know. Right? Yeah. 
I got. I, I'm almost close. I, I'm on. I'm, still I'm, on pro, I'm on Proverbs five, so I gotta get up to thirty. I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. But he, whatever you read in Proverbs one, chapter one through five. Yeah, I know. He told, it it kind of sums up. It, it kind of sums does. up what's in thirty one. It does. It does. But <laughs> I want to get to the. the I thought one. you was going to tell me you were still working on your list. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I was. But like, I told you to make a list, and you was like, "What?" I don't know. I don't yeah, know what I said. Yeah, what did I say? You was having an issue. Because I told you. Yeah, what did I say? I, mean, I was like. Oh, yeah. What did I say? I said, I could only count virtuous women I know on one hand. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. So who am I counting? Yeah. But I was like, I don't know. And though. you started yeah. thinking about the fact that Uncle Forrest got five hands. Five <laughs> fingers on one hand. Yeah. So if he say he count them on one hand, I know Uncle Forrest know more than five women. Yeah. And I know Uncle Forrest love more than five women. Right. And I know Uncle Forrest care about more than five women. Right. So he leaving some people he care about off that list. So what is it that I'm not getting about virtuosity mm-hmm. that is missing from that? And when you done seeking what virtuosity means, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then you're going to understand why that virtuous woman is priceless, far beyond rubies, and very hard to find. And there's a lot of church women, church, church women take up the majority of the churches. But they're not. But they're not virtuous. And this is, since we have to do this, because people... Man, too. Yeah, it ain't no. It's not a lot of people that. Well, I ain't gonna say a lot no, of people manage it's, it. But. It's not. It's not. It's not. That's why you could look in Sodom and Gomorrah, and he said, "Well, if you find one righteous man, because we talk about virtuous women, we're righteous men, all right." So he said, "You find one righteous man, I'll save this place." He searched all over. <laughs> he couldn't find one righteous man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he said, "Now you and your wife get on up out of here." Why? Because I can count the righteous men I know on one hand. Right. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Here, let me flip this for you. Let me really make this spooky for you. I wouldn't even count myself. What? Yeah. Do you understand? Because I know what righteousness involves. You know? Mm. So I know... I hold that mirror up to me and I know I got I got work to do. Now, I might make your list. I'm just saying I won't make mine. Uh, do you feel mm-hmm. that goes to another thing? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm doing good enough for the people around me, but I ain't doing good enough for me. And I like to keep it that way. I like for me to always raise the bar. Yeah. Always raising the standard. The minute you, I make my list, I already lost. Well, you better be dead. <laughs> you know, I better be dead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the perspective I have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's women that's on that list. That ain't no empty list. There's women that's on that list. They earn that spot. Right. And you know how you earn that spot? They did the work. They did the work. They did the work, bro. Right. There's men on that list. They did the work. They died doing the work. They living doing the work. Right. It's something to be said for that. 
You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Something to be said for that. You know what I'm saying? We're we not dealing in something like the Hall of Fame where y'all just letting any old person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're like, well, you let him in. You need to let him in. He had more touchdowns than he had. Yeah. Da, da, da. I don't want to hear that stuff. I just don't want to hear it. Right. I don't want to hear it. I, we know there's a standard to be set. I'm tight on that standard because we have to be. We have to hold ourselves to that standard. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there ain't no mystery. A virtuous woman is one who obeys God and puts His will above her own. A righteous man is a man who obeys God, puts His will above their own. A virtuous woman and a vir virtuous man, a righteous woman, righteous man, all look like Christ. Has little to do with their clothes. A virtuous woman is not a woman because I don't see her breasts or her cleavage. Hmm. She's not a virtuous woman because she don't wear tight clothes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those, are, those are systemic things, but those are not the things that are the true issue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I... Whatever's in that woman's closet is reflective of what's in her mind. You want to change your closet? Change your mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because you'll deal in a culture where women will have their breast out and tell you, I, I, eyes up here, sir. <laughs> right? The most delusional thing ever. It's the most delusional thing ever to present something to someone and then tell them. You can't take it. All right. You can't. You can't. You can't look, take it either. You can't, you can't take that again. We believe that the people of God believe in consent. <laughs> you can't look at it. You, you can't. Yeah, it's that. not for you to look at. Right. Then why you do it? Right. Who was it for? It's like it's called plausible deniability. Yes. And gaslighting. <laughs> 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 Women get gaslight. Bro, this was a great conversation, man. Right. I've I, whenever I do these, it'd be weird because I'd be thinking like this conversation isn't for the people that's even alive right now. Why do you say that? I'd be like it's for the people that's gonna live later on. Yeah. Once it's on the internet, it lives forever. Right. As long as there's internet. Then it could be shared. Then it could be that. shared with whoever. Yeah. You know. Right. There's a lady that just died. She was a. Uh, she was a mother on Harry Potter, and she was on this show called Peaky Blinders. She mm. had cancer. But at any point, you go and watch her. You see her face. You see her moving, living. Right. But she's not alive no more. Right. But she, you know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to be gone, but there's things on this earth that will live beyond me. This podcast is one of them. Right. And one day, you're going to listen to it and be like, yo, this is my Uncle Forrest. And after you're done crying and being sad about it... <laughs> It's a, this stuff is here for you. Right. This is my legacy. Right. That's the blessing about it. That's the blessing. And that's all I want to leave. What I look like, like, uh, I bequeath Earl Jr. my PlayStation 4. <laughs> this will be like PS12. <laughs> he can have my PS12. It'll still be sold out. And you can buy it in stores. Because I like bought them up and selling them for double. But... <laughs> This was an awesome podcast. This was split over two, so. But this was so chock full of stuff, like. For sure. Oh, we hit so much stuff. It's crazy. And uh, what I didn't remember to say, but I'll make sure I say in my intros. But obedience over audience. Yeah. For sure. For sure.
And he tired, he ready. <laughs> I'm hungry. That's all. You hungry? Yeah, yeah. okay. I'll get some food. All right, we out. God bless.